podcast, movie podcast, where we cover movies that are on Prime Video, the dark horse of streaming services, people. You know, this episode in particular, if you not read the title, it's kind of quite a ride because, you know, this podcast here, it's a 50-50 kind of thing where I'm talking to the guest of the week and we're choosing a pick to talk about on the episode. And, you know, things happened and here we are with this film and I'm hooked. I'm totally hooked. <laughs> Today's guest is uh, a good old friend of Merck with the Movie Blog. Dear Christ, it's been so long. Sarah, <laughs> welcome, Sarah. Hello. Oh, it has been so long. Yeah, like a year, I think, since we've I, done like a show. It's been, yeah, it has been a year since we yeah. did a podcast together this format, this way. Yes, uh, since Sean um, left us and we had to stop our... <laughs> yeah. I always blame Sean <laughs> forever. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> so yes, if you have not read the title of this episode, we are talking about the 1991 classic. Actually, should I say classic? It's kind of, it's kind of a it's a rough thing. I'll, I'll talk about it. Uh, oh. Hook. Uh, so, Sarah... This is the film you said you just recently watched, and I, you know what, I, I bit, I bit it, I bit the film. I was like, ooh, let's watch this. Uh, this was your first time, right? Yes, me and my husband were on like a Robin Williams kick, and okay. I've I have brought up multiple times that I've never seen it, and my husband like loves this movie, like grew up with this movie, mm. and every time he would bring it up, I'm like, mm, I don't want to watch that. Like, I'm not in the mood to watch it, and. For some reason, I was like, yeah, put it on. And then I got mad at him for never showing me this movie before. There we are. <laughs> yeah, uh, here's a little secret. That the, um, so the previous episodes, I've the movies I've seen, this is the first time I will say that this is a film is also my first time watching. Really? Yes. Oh, this is going to be so interesting. <laughs> it is now. Because I've, here's the thing with Hook, I've, I, it's in the pop culture universe. I've I've seen clips yeah. of it. I've heard you know reviews about it. Like mm -hmm. like Rotten Tomatoes, it is like rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics bashed it. I it's don't just... understand. <laughs> and then see after watching it, it's like, damn, I I kind I I'll say this right now as a preview. I fucking love this movie. Me too. <laughs> I I I adore this film. Oh my gosh, it's just like Steven Spielberg. I thought it was so good. I remember, I think it's, I think it was Christian Harloff used to bring it up all the time, how he didn't like this movie. And I think that kind of tainted my point of view too, because I was just like, oh, people don't like it. People don't like Julia Roberts, like, which Julia Roberts probably isn't my favorite part of the movie. I kind of agree with everyone. But at the end of this movie, I was like, I cried multiple times, which is nothing new. And I was like, this movie is just, like, lighthearted, it's beautiful, it has a beautiful, like, message about growing up and and losing your, like, child wonder and fatherhood and, like, all this stuff. I was like, what is wrong with everyone? I don't understand. <laughs> like, this movie is great. Yeah, uh, this, this, I, I just, like, stammered because this film has everything. The cast is just blown, like, a lot of good people in this film. There's just Steven Spielberg. Like, I've read a fact that he didn't like the film 
at first after he made it like because he was like there was so much going on behind the scenes mm. and like after rob williams passed he watched it again and he couldn't even like finish it because he was crying for rob yeah. williams and i i felt that i was like oh this is the performance like i cherish this so much yeah uh so good so all right like i previously mentioned to you this is an open discussion so where would you like to start with book um well i guess we can start with robin williams and so my impression of this movie actually let's start my impression of this movie i thought it was going to be for some reason like peter pan grew up and oh no sorry i thought it was going to be like he was still acting like a child and he had to grow up and be like in the real world now for some reason i guess kind of like big like he was still acting like the young boy that he was i don't know why i thought that um and then watching the movie is the complete opposite of that it's he has to get back to his like imagination and being peter pan again and um which i was not expecting that to be the plot at all so it pleasantly surprised me because the whole time when we first when we first started it i was very confused because i was like does he not know he's peter is the wife wendy like who's wendy like what what's happening and then you see uh dame maggie smith in this terrible i mean the makeup looks great but she doesn't even look that old now. Like, it's, it's insane. Um, and then, yeah, so the plot just kind of took me by surprise, which I, maybe that's why I ended up really liking this movie, because I thought it was going to be one way, and it was not what I expected at all. Yeah, yeah, like, it totally surprised me. It was like, I mean, I will admit, it is a tad bit long. Like, it... Uh, it yeah two hours and some odd minutes it's it's a long sit through but i understand what spielberg was doing like the original cut sarah the original cut of the film was three hours long what yeah yeah wow. they they cut they had to cut that much out but still it's like mm, wow you could cut some things out but mm -hmm. it, it's still a pretty solid movie it's just like it has oh man um it started off i was watching and it was like oh boy here we go we've got the the dad who's working too much not paying attention yeah. to his kids and i'm like yeah it's one of those films oh yeah. god I, I hate those films it's just like the overbearing father can't spend time with his fucking kids and yeah and it's just like oh wow okay and then as time went on i was like oh yeah okay um i wasn't expecting this to be honest like i i love peter pan like i appreciate the story like of peter yeah. pan and this is like a sequel like it's a full-blown sequel to the original stories i think it's a sequel to peter and wendy the novel um so it's just like seeing robin williams like 40 years old apparently they aged you know peter and mm -hmm. and it's like oh he's old he grew he grew old it's like so i knew he was peter pan right away and it was just understanding how did he forget about everything and you, yeah you follow, you follow his journey to discover everything as he goes back to neverland 
Yeah, I I love that. <laughs> and um, I loved just, yeah, him going back, him becoming, essentially becoming Peter Pan again. Um, I love Peter Pan. I actually, the first, like, musical play I ever did was Peter Pan, so it always holds, like, a special place in my heart. And the whole time we're watching the movie, I'm... Well, I think what you're supposed to do, like, there's nice little setups to the the original movie, just with, like, Nana the dog and the, the beds and all the, like, different little things that I was saying, like, oh, it's, it's Nana, oh, it's this, like, I forget some of them, but there were things that I was pointing out, and it was just getting me excited while I was watching the movie, like, oh, yeah, and this happened, oh, and think happy thoughts, and the crow, and, like, all, like, the crowing, and, like, all these different things that, like, watching it, I was like, getting more and more excited, and just, like, oh, he's, be- like, I totally got me invested in him, essentially having to act like a child to get back into the child mindset again which is great it's a complete opposite of i think movies around that time which were kids um like kids become trying to become adults or even what you were saying with the father trope like that was a huge trope in like the 90s like the father that didn't spend time with the kids and being a workaholics and all that all that stuff yeah yeah. I, so I can understand why everyone's ragging on Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Like she was she what man, she she was causing some trouble behind the scenes. That's why they don't talk about her that much because I think at that point in the production, I read that she ran off like because she was supposed to wed Kiefer Sutherland for some reason she like oh yeah a runaway bride and she actually <laughs> ran out to Ireland and Spielberg was like what the fuck are you doing get your butt back over here I want to film this damn thing yeah. <laughs> so I mean she's she's okay as Tinkerbell it, it it works for the film um Carrie Fisher uh besides having a cameo in this film with George Lucas there's a there's a scene where there's a couple that gets fairy dust and they float in the air. That's George Lucas and Carrie Fisher. Oh, wow. But Carrie Fisher also did touch-ups on the script. So she wrote like some Tinkerbell dialogue uh, to touch it up. So I guess without Carrie Fisher, we wouldn't have such decent dialogue. From Tinkerbell. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Tinkerbell stuff didn't really work for me. Um, I also just don't like tinkerbell either um but i think it was also like this tinkerbell was completely different than any other interpretations of tinkerbell because i feel like tinkerbell was always like super sassy and uh this one was just like in love with peter which was fine like she was our exposition like kind of telling us what's going on kind of leading peter throughout the plot but i just wish she was a little bit more like that that sassy uh, i don't i don't think like we said like this is a sequel we feel like this would is a sequel i don't think tank would have been this like oh peter you're wonderful and i love you because tank was always sassy and if he left forever i feel like she still would have been even more mad like where were you <laughs> like like kind of like the rufio character but we have right. to 
split right. those. But yeah. I also didn't like um, the r- most random scene is when she becomes the same size as Peter and then makes out with him. That was weird. Yeah, that I was. was like, I don't need this. <laughs> it was. I was just like, all of a sudden, poof, she turned big. I'm like, is that the wish you were like having? And it's like, oh, I just wish to be big and I wish to make kiss you. And it's like, okay, Tinkerbell. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then she was random. small again. <laughs> so it yeah. was weird. <laughs> it, I can understand there's some weird choices and some minor like smaller plot holes, but it's just like you can yeah. over, you can overtake that with everything else in the film. Um Rufio, which is a Rufio. good point to me. Rufio. Rufio. <laughs> Young Dante Bosco playing I, Rufio. Zuko. <laughs> yeah, it's he's a he's a badass rebel. He's Got that Mad Max hair going on, yeah. the skunk hair. The fire. The, he already had the Fire Lord red hair, getting ready for his future roles. Um, gotta love Rufio. All the Lost Boys. I love them. I love. I don't know some of their names, but the little like Italian New Yorker one. I love him. <laughs> I love the cute little curly head one. Um. And I love the one, this is going to sound, I'm trying not to make this sound bad. I should probably look up his name. But the little chubby boy um, who ended up being, he got something at the end uh, yeah. from Peter. Oh, yeah. he was, I loved him. I, like, cried when he got, he was just so cute. My weakness is, like, little, is children. Every time I see kids in movies I that are adorable, I just cry. So, I cried a lot in this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna look up their names. Yeah, the Lost Boys. I think all of them were named. I think at one point I couldn't even even tell you the Lost Boys' names. Um, I think what I think one of them, like, like even now, like watching the film, the actor who plays one of the Lost Boys, like I didn't have a name while filming, and the story was that he asked Spielberg, and he's like, "Don't ask." And actually, if you hear it during the food. Ooh. He says, "Don't." One of them say, "Don't ask." So one of the names is "Don't ask." Oh. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like that. Yeah, we have the one, the cute little one, pockets. We have thud, thud butt. That's the cute one. Yeah, don't ask. That's the Italian New Jersey New Yorker one who I love. There's two small latch boy, no nap, and then the rest are just lost boys. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Yeah, those. Oh man, I love the all those kids. Just uh I love them. I love the dinner scene. I think that was also the moment I cried, and I realized not realized, but the the um, plot of the movie, not plot. I'm sorry. The theme of the movie really hit me in that scene when they imagine they're all happy imagining their food, and then Peter gets hit once he like understands and starts to use his imagination and then you just see the long table of all the imaginary food and that's when it kind of hit me like oh this whole thing is just about like don't lose your imagination don't lose that child like wonder that we have and I just (laughs) just started crying and realized that this movie is great yeah that's just all about that I want to bring up about 
Captain Hook and Shmee, the Captain pirates. Hook. Captain Hook. Captain Hook played by uh, Dustin Hoffman. Almost Dustin lost it for, yeah, oh, almost lost it for a second. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. I was like, what is his name again? <laughs> and um, I mean, I have, and also I just love Shmee played by Bob Hoskins. Oh my God. Great. Those, those two are phenomenal together. Like, yeah. Fucking, oh, uh, just getting the hook, you know. Uh, hook, 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 you know, just get the hook, get the hook, get the hook as he's getting this hook for the first time. Uh, and I read that uh, Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins were like, you know, rehearsing and they're trying to figure out the characters and they hit the same pivotal moment where like, huh, Captain Hook and Shmi are like a gay couple. <laughs> and so they acted it's it true. out. <laughs> So it was like you could see it there actually on the screen. It's like they act like a gay couple, and it's like it's perfect. It makes sense. They they're they're together all the time, and they just have this relationship together. So that, yeah, uh, I miss Bob Hoskins so much too. He also passed away the same year as Robin Williams. Ah, oh wow, oh. yeah. So I was just kind yeah. of like watching both of them. I was like, oh, they're to- they're kind of together in heaven now. Uh. Yeah. I got the touchy feelings. <laughs> yeah, they were great. I like this um, interpretation on Captain Hook. I like that he wasn't... I mean, he was still pretty menacing, but I like that they kind of gave him the, like, father... Being the, like, father figure to uh, Peter's kid, who I don't remember his name. Yeah. Um, it is Jack, Okay. I thought, like, the I love the baseball scene. I love that he's like, that's my son. And, and Peter's like, no, that's my son. Um, but I like how I feel like, well, I feel like sometimes I try to make Captain Hook, like, really menacing. But I think he's, like, dumb medicine, menacing in the cartoon. Because, I mean, he gets his arm bitten off by the the crocodile. Yeah. But I like that they, like, played up. They still had the kind of, like, goofiness. Like, it wasn't too too villainy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the the first, like, like tease of Captain Hook actually scared the hell out of me. Because I was like, oh, Captain Hook is coming. Yeah. You see, like, the dust coming out the window. And all of a sudden, yeah. like, as, as soon as I got home from that um, the gala ball for the hospital orphanage where... Wendy's yeah. wing is they go to the house and all of a sudden the windows cracked and all of a sudden you see Oh like, yeah, the, that's terrifying. I am looking at the and wall no... like <laughs> it was like, whoa, Captain Hook is menacing in this. It's just like cause you just you see like the, the hook going up the the wall with the and it's uh-huh. just like everyone's all freaked out and just like, damn, that was creepy. I was like, okay, if you're gonna do Captain Hook that way, I will be like happy if it was like a little bit menacing with a little bit of goofiness. And then he wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's a goofy motherfucker. He's just like uh I mean I mean Shmi came up with that idea to to like kind of turn their kids against Peter. It was just like, okay, that's kind of smart. Yeah. And, and like you said, the baseball scene. <laughs> the fucking baseball scene got me in stitches. Right. It was like Jack was telling Omo about baseball. They're like, Yeah, let's play some baseball. Yeah, that's that playing is, baseball. It's so funny. Like I mean, this movie does a great, and, and Steven Spielberg does a really good job at this, of, like, 
just really making these like environments like feel real like it doesn't really feel they don't feel like sets because it just fills the screen and everything that you feel like you're at a real place like there's all these different the background all the background pirates have like actual like characteristics like you know what i mean like don't feel like extras like they you feel like these are just this is a real pirate town and now we have them all playing baseball and they're all these kooky weird like pirates in the background and or like you'll just have them the actors like interact with their environment with different people and the background the extras that really just kind of elevate and really just add to oh it's no i'm not just watching a scene you know what i mean and i think the baseball scene is a great aspect of that because you just have so so much is happening there's just so many like people and and it's and it's a really touching moment when he finally hits the ball and he has a home run and peter is there and gets to see it but the son doesn't know that he's there and it's a right. good tie back to when he missed the game in the beginning and yeah just great <laughs> yeah yeah and the daughter is really cute too i feel like she gets super overshadowed maggie Um, is adorable maggie is like adorable in this film oh my god so cute with her her big eyes and i love she's like you don't you need a mommy you don't have a mommy and i'm like oh (laughs) but yeah i think it was it's she does get kind of like yeah, okay, Maggie, that's fine, but we're really focusing on how your dad doesn't love your brother. <laughs> like That's the main plot we have. Um, not so much about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maggie's like the second fiddle, basically, because Jack's the oldest, yeah. and it makes, that's that's Peter's happiest moment, you know, giving birth, yeah. having oh. Jack first, and it's oh, like, God, tears. Yeah, <laughs> the emotions, it's like, he wanted to be a father, just that whole, like, that flashback that flashback was like pretty cool him telling everything he remembers yeah a younger younger peter pan and actually saying if you know if you, if you notice this young wendy was played by gwyneth peltrow yes i did see that i was like that's going to Paltrow. <laughs> this is their second film ever wow so i was like oh gwyneth all right she's Wendy. <laughs> love that uh, shall we talk about the actual Wendy? As um, I love Maggie Smith. Yes. We love our McGonagall. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say this is like ten years before Harry Potter, so. <laughs> Which sense. yeah, they they really aged her up. <laughs> like it was, it was interesting. The makeup was like, uh, okay, she doesn't look. I mean, she's she's old now, but she does not look that old <laughs> like she did in the movie. No, no, I'll say uh, I've been waiting to tell you this fact right now. Uh, she was 56 when she played the role, and they aged her up to play 92. That's wild. <laughs> for that makeup. I mean, I mean, that, that makeup kind of works for the role. It does. Oh, yeah. Like, it works. It's just like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> she looked old. <laughs> like, yeah. I love Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith love. is great. She's yep. great. She was great in the movie. Um, the the relationship thing was a little weird. That's what was throwing me off because I was like, does 
does Peter know that he's the Peter Pan? Does he know that she's the Wendy? Like, what is their dynamic? Like, why is he at? Like, it was just really weird. And then the fact that he stayed because he saw the granddaughter and, like, kissed yeah. her. I was yeah, like, that... <laughs> Yeah, when I heard that part of the story, I'm like, oh. This doesn't that... age well. <laughs> like... this, this is a bit odd, yeah. I mean... But she... I don't, like, in, I know in the musical, I don't know if it is in the book, but I know, like, Wendy has her daughter, Jane, and she takes, or he takes Jane back to Neverland, and that's the second Peter Pan movie, I believe, and, um, I was just kind of like, oh, is that not canon (laughs) in this universe? Like, is is Jane Moore, because she's her granddaughter, Moira is her granddaughter. I think that's her name. I don't know. They kept saying, yeah. calling her a different name. Moira, Myra. I was My, like, what is her Mo- name? Yeah, I think it's Mora. I think. I, yeah, they're saying Mora, and then sometimes they're saying Moira, and I was like, what is her name? You make up your mind. I was like, is she Jane's daughter? Is there no Jane? I was a little confused. Why is she okay with with Peter, like Wendy, okay with Peter marrying her granddaughter? Why didn't she ever tell? Like just little things like that. That was like, that's a little weird for me. But it didn't ruin the movie, so it's fine. Right? Yeah. Like I said, there's like the minor stuff. It kind of just like you overshadow in the long run. And I mean, when it comes to the lore of Peter Pan, I mean, it, it kind of like if you read the books and kind of understand the material and maybe it'll be like oh this takes place in this part of the timeline of the film and i was thinking about the timeline too because this is like i think it's in the 90s because you know it's like very modern you know peter's you know a lawyer of all things my goodness um he has a flip phone (laughs) yeah yeah he's got a cell phone he's got a flip cell phone (laughs) i was like wait there's a cell phone and peter pan what is going on here this is probably brand new yeah. Oh, and it's also funny when I saw the Pan Am plane. It's like Pan Am. I that was like, was like. <laughs> yeah, it Pan Am actually like got discontinued, like or ended like a few weeks before the movie came out. That's funny. So I was like, oh, that's the last time we're gonna see Pan Am in the movie, unless they have a period piece about Pan Am's heyday. Who knows? I thought that was r- really weird. <laughs> yeah, that's um. Man, it, it it has is so fun to like see Peter grow, kind of, kind of grow backwards as a character. Yes. And because I I really hate, I, I mean, I, I appreciate Robin Williams' performance because he starts off as a stern like father, like very yeah. much like it's fun, and it's weird thinking about that. It's like how is he against all this? Maybe he had. Maybe this is why how he forgot how to be Peter Pan. Maybe it was like a traumatic moment that kind of triggered mm-hmm. that. And it's like, nope, you're you're not having fun anymore. No, no way. And I hated the I the oh god, I was like so mad when he yelled at the kids after I know the, the phone call. And I was like, Will you guys just shut up and get out of here? And I was like, Yeah. Oh, Peter, <laughs> Peter. No. <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah, it's just that. 
Yeah. It's weird to see Robin. Maybe I haven't watched enough movies, but it's weird to see Robin Williams, um, like act angry. <laughs> and yeah. Be stern and like serious because he doesn't really start. He quips throughout, but he doesn't really start his like Robin Williams, what he's like known for, until he becomes like Peter again. Yeah. So like that's it's interesting. Um. I love to see it. I mean, I like to see him in more serious roles. I also just watched Good Will Hunting for the first time. Okay. Um, and that, he's, like, obviously, I mean, he won the Oscar, like, super serious. So it's 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 fun to see um, his different, yeah, both sides. Because he's known for his comedic. just comedic, quippy, childlike already um acting but yeah he does a great job in this he's the perfect grown-up peter pan and person to play peter pan <laughs> like and yeah. i was i was kind of worried not really worried but kind of thinking like would is the fact that Bob williams has passed is that going to kind of you know cloud your judgment watching this movie because i think it did a, not cloud but it did affect me a little bit because it's like oh, Robin's, like, it's really sad, we all really miss him, and Bob Hopkins, I can't say his last name, as well, like, watching these performances of people that you, like, love and cared about, does that kind of, anything you watch, you're like, oh, they were great, this is wonderful, kind of add to the movie. And I was also interested in, I mean, I guess we're both in the same boat watching this for the first time and not really growing up with it or right having that like nostalgic like for me watching this movie like it still works like there's some 90 movies that you're like <laughs> uh but this like definitely holds up it's definitely i i don't think it's one of those movies that you just have nostalgic glasses watching it um i think it it's still i still had a lot of fun and it still has a great message and it looks it looks great. The C. I don't feel like there was a lot of CGI in it, mm-hmm. so it's uh, for me it holds up really well. Yeah, this film's gonna celebrate thirty years of December, so that's crazy. A, for a thirty-year-old film, it it like I I actually watched this on. Uh, oh, by the way, <laughs> midway through the podcast, I forgot to mention that this uh, t- this actual title hook is actually gonna disappear on the thirty-first of August. <laughs> so. So uh, this is come out in the future. So uh, if if you're on Prime, it's not going to be there. So uh, just it'll be somewhere well, else. <laughs> it'll be available sure. to watch. You, you you'll be able to find Hook no matter what. But uh, it, it is a Prime pick for sure. Pretty primo pick. I uh, just want to mention that right now. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> uh, um, so that's the thing. That's a good question because if I've seen this, like when Bob and Robin were alive you know before they passed i don't know if that would change my judgment on the film yeah um, i but see after the fact of somebody dying and seeing a past performance of them you get yeah. that you do get that touchy feeling of you know it's like oh i do miss seeing his face seeing yeah. you know, how how they act and how they did as a, that character but like i did i did feel that to be honest i felt i saw both like i said robin and bob and i'm like damn those two <sighs> did really well especially like i i love the fact that i'm gonna gonna skip way to the end where uh peter like wakes up in the snow at the end 
for by the statue and you see bob hoskins pull out the broom bro- sweeping up the bottles and i'm like yeah what the yeah. fuck i was like i was like maybe it was all a dream like it does play with that thought because they keep mentioning that it's all a bad dream or it's like a dream and it's like i mean you do see uh jack and maggie fly in through the window but it, yet yeah we don't we don't see like peter fly back all the way back so he, like it's weird seeing him laying down in the snow it's like did he like hit his head on something and pass out or something but it's like it, it, it does play with that thought of like maybe neverland is a dream place but it's just uh it just plays with that thought a bit no so yeah. i i thoroughly enjoy this film regardless of the actor's passing me too it almost feels like i just had the thought that like it kind of feels like oh it's a brand new performance from them because it's one that you've never seen before so i think that's why it's like it's 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 kind of exciting because it's like oh it's it's something i have experienced with them so now i get to see something else like even though they're they're gone so now it's time to watch other movies I haven't seen of, yeah. of Robin Williams. And yeah, that's the thing about stuff we haven't seen, you know, compared to others. It's like you get to see that raw performance for the first time. They've seen yeah. it for the first time through those eyes. It's like that's the experience everyone wants. They want to see a movie for the first time. And we've done that with Hook. It's we like did it. we, we experienced <laughs> Hook for the first time. You know, this is this is like our 91 this is like 2021 is like 91 for us we're going back 30 years we went back 30 years to the theater and see book in theaters basically because i i saw it in 4k on prime they had that option for most titles it looks glorious in hd quality it is like it does it's like it's like, like you mentioned about neverland like the way they um set up neverland like it's gorgeous to look at you know the pirate town the pirate area you see the lost boys woods like oh my god that's the production design is so many colors the costumes like it's it's crazy (laughs) it is so crazy even like the imaginary food like it's like pink and blue and it's like a mishmash of colors it's like yeah, the boys are in that. They ain't a bunch of sloth, yeah, but that's okay. That that reveal gave me like the Harry Potter, um, the Sorcerer's Stone when they like reveal all the food in the oh my god, the Great Hall. Like for the first time, that scene gave me the same kind of vibes where they like slowly just start showing all this like food. But this food looked nasty <laughs> than Dude. than that food. <laughs> looked yeah. imaginary <laughs> yeah if you like peter pan you'll love the swashbuckling in this with the sword fights like there's oh, so yeah. much it is so, like the action is so good like the back and forth and like especially the fight with captain hook and peter at the end it was just so good and i, c- I can't imagine captain hook now without a, a wig <laughs> he was bald underneath the i wig. was like ah <laughs> but the eyebrows were real so <laughs> Yeah, it was, I was like, the eyebrows fake? <laughs> oh, and then of course Captain Hook many times trying to attempt to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, I, was, I was like, what's what's happening? Because he's like walking around with like the gun, and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> like, okay, it's like, 
I'm like, that's it's over. It's over. Shmi, don't 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 talk me out of it. Don't be don't talk me out of it. <laughs> and then he's like, no, Shmi. No, no, Shmi, no. Get your butt up, get your fat ass up here and <laughs> tell me not to do it. It's like, okay, this captain looks a little more, you know, complex compared to other portrayals. It's just like it's like he's, he's Yeah. He's got layers. It is. It's it's I like that he comment you know he has no purpose without Peter Pan. And yes. of course, and so he's just been waiting and waiting because just like it's been you need three we I love that back and forth between Captain Hook and Tinkerbell as they're trying to figure out how long for them to get Peter back. And it's like uh let's do a week. That's uh, uh four days and three days, and it's like deal. It's like, oh, there's the stakes. <laughs> Three days to get him all trained, and Peter just is all miserable as hell as he, as he tries to become Peter Pan again. So like, I don't it's like what's what's your happy thought? My happy thought is not going to be in the slingshot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so I many think good this movie, moments. I think it handled the humor pretty well. Like it's there's definitely it's definitely for kids in some parts, but there are definitely parts in this movie that aren't for kids, and I think all the like hook trying to kill himself is maybe a little over some kids it's like true yeah it's so there's some dark moments like I yeah said. there's some dark moments i mean it, it's gonna be one of those films just like as a kid it's like oh yeah there's some dark moments but i liked it because <laughs> it's like kids and then i could be a lost boy too <laughs> yeah oh man i i i'm just like over the moon for Hook right now. I, I realized that <laughs> this has been a film. I was like, I, when this film came out, I, I was really young. I was just like, probably just turned two when it came out. Oh, really young. <laughs> yeah, I was really young. So I wouldn't have, and that's the thing. I, that's This is weird how I never experienced Hook as a kid. Like I would have loved, because I think yeah, there's, there's a point in my life as a kid where that, you know, in, kindergarten they're like what do you want to be do you want to grow up and there's one point remember it was like i want to be a pirate yeah and it's like this would have been perfect to, you know to like my kid self be like yeah captain hook pirates yeah awesome i lost boys it's like i don't know peter pan is like i said that that one story just that stuck around with me and fun fact this project was actually developed early on in Spielberg's career in the 80s where he actually wanted to do it with Michael Jackson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, it just didn't work out. And As Jack Peter Pan? Yeah. As Peter oh, Pan. Oh lord. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, I mean, if you know Michael Jackson, he he loves the story of Peter Pan, so <laughs> they were like, and, and his Neverland, get it, his ranch is Neverland. Yeah. And it's like thinking back, it's like, mm, did, did I want to see a film with Michael Jackson as Peter Pan? I, I honestly, I think absolutely, this is like, actually, like that would have been something. Like, I would have been. I mean, I think, I think he like, I think they he would, would have like wrote some songs for the film and. Oh my it, god! It it would have been such a trip, but I want to see it. <laughs> Uh, if only, if only, if uh, Spielberg yeah. actually pulled the trigger and did it early in like '83, I've read. So it would have been like oh, wow. early, early '80s. Really early, yeah. Um, but no, he was 
he was working on Temple of Doom at that time. So it was just like, eh, sorry, oh, can't do it. Was... <laughs> and just had to push it off until, you know, until yeah. 89 when they just started production for it. No, it's, oh man. Anything else you want to talk about? I, I think that's, that's it. I think we've covered everything. <laughs> I, I think so too. Like, there's like moments playing in my head. There's like there's like several like things. Just it's all crazy in my head because I just yeah. love, love the film so much. And now just say this is like something I'll probably rewatch again. And yeah, maybe just keep it in. Maybe I'll buy it on DVD and have that in my collection. For all I know, it's, it's a damn good film. People, I I, I love this film. I love this film. Um, so Sarah in. The end portion of this podcast, we uh, try to be like Prime Video here and okay. have have the rating system. Uh, oh, like, no. <laughs> like on Prime Video, there's an option or to review it. So you can rate it five stars and do a blurb. So out of five stars, Sarah, what would you rate this film? I'm going to go five stars. I think on, actually, no, I, I think I rated it on Letterboxd. Um, but I don't think I actually rated it. I think I just logged it in there. Also would have given it five stars. Okay. So, like I said, Prime Video has those little review blurbs below the title, and people read them, you know, to decide if they want to watch it or not. So what would your review blurb <laughs> be on Prime Video if you're rating it? So it's five stars, but what would you rec- What would you say in the review blurb? Below oh, the title? man. I'm putting me on the spot. Um... I think it's a, I don't know, I think it's a feel-good family movie. If you love Robin Williams, um, if you love Peter Pan, even if you don't like Peter Pan, honestly. And I just think it's just, uh, (laughs) really bad at this. Great, okay, all right, I'm going to redo it. I'm going to delete all that, and I'm going to retype it up. (laughs) Yeah, 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 retyping it right now. Here we go. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Hook is a great time for families. <laughs> a great Robin Williams film. It just leaves you feeling very just nostalgic, but also, I don't know, it just makes you, when you're done with the movie, it just makes you feel happy and kind of child with this child wonder. And I think anyone that doesn't like this movie is crazy. That's my review. <laughs> don't take it too serious. Like, don't take this movie too serious. Yes, there's things wrong with it, like we pointed out. Yes, there's a couple things that are a little sketchy now. But if you just, like, just are looking for a movie just to kind of put on and have fun with, I think it's a good, just, you don't have to think too hard, and you'll just have a fun time watching it. There we go. There. I totally agree. <laughs> hundred um, percent. I would also actually rate it five stars as well. And then just it's, it, it is, it is. Oh, I, I'm, I, I said I'm over the moon right now. It's, it's just so darn good. And I, I, Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. They, they, yeah, it you're wrong. Be, it, it shouldn't be rotten. It people should. I don't understand that. I don't understand. I don't understand why people, even the critics back then, like it's. It's a fun it's adventure. Fun. It's yeah, fun it doesn't adventure. have to be serious. It's Peter Pan. <laughs> like it's weird. It's goofy. We uh, love it. 
Let me double check what it is. Come on, 20, Rotten Tomatoes. 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's crazy. That That's is insane. criminal. Uh, the, with the average review rating of 4.7 out of 10. Ooh. I what? mean... What? What? Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 I'm, it, I'm offended. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. And it has a cult following now. It it has as audience, and we're part of that audience now. We we appreciate Hook yes. for what it is. We are part of it. I will say this for the last thing because I'm kind of excited and I want to see how this goes. Uh, Dante Bosco recently, I think last year, had, was interviewed, and he said he's working on an animated prequel of Rufio. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of curious. Okay. Like, I mean, it makes, I didn't, we didn't even mention about Rufio's death in the film. Oh, my God. I was crying I was like, my heart. They killed a child? They legit killed a child. I was crying so much. I, yeah, there you go. Uh, end the podcast. Uh, someone dies. Rufio. Rufio. One of the best characters, I say. My God. Uh, man, I love him. All right. Great. This has been Prime Picks. We've done it. We talked about it. We did it. Awesome. Uh, So for the audience listening at home, Sarah, where can people find you on the the internet? On the internet. um, You can find me on Twitter at SCBOCK, S-S-E-A-B-O-C-K. And I also am still doing (laughs) um, a Bachelor recap show with Jay Wade, friend of mm-hmm. all the podcasts um, called Go Get That Rose on the Jcast Network. And occasionally I pop up on other things on that channel and on the Merc with a Movie blog YouTube channel as well. So that's it. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> she, yeah, she is all over the, the, uh, the Merc with a Movie blog universe here. Uh, so yes. Wow, um, that's great. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to follow anything, work with the movie blogs at movie blog Merc. Um, find out your favorite podcast platform. Check out the YouTube channel, the Facebook, the Twitter, what have you. It's a this is a fun place to be, and um, you guys will love it no matter what we do here. Uh, you can follow me personally at Mike Mixtape on Twitter. I just tweet random shenanigans, movie stuff <laughs> here and there. Uh, if you want to follow the other podcasts that I do, uh, still going strong after two years, is Sean and I's podcast, the Power Rangers podcast Into the Grid. Wow. Check it out uh, at anchor.fm slash Into the Grid. Find our on your favorite podcast platform from there. Uh, follow it on Twitter at Go Into the Grid. Uh, we are still going strong. We're in our third season, covering a third season of Power Rangers. Uh, as per this recording, we're still finishing up SPD. The next season is going to come out later this year. Yeah, still going strong. My God, I, I, I that's the most surprising thing uh, coming from this place, Merc. Murky's Crane podcast, Murky's Crane friendships. That's all it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time when a prime pick is made again. 